Hey everybody, I'm Emily. I'm Andy. And welcome back to Unnatural. So today we are visiting our neighbor to the north, the Dominion of Canada. Mm. Oh, Canada. The land of maple syrup. I was going to say, did you know the rest of it? That, that was impressive. That's all I know of that song. I don't think that's the next. No, no, it is. It's not. But it should it would be. be cool if it was. Yeah. It really should be because it is the land of maple syrup. Uh, you know the stereotype that all Canadians are nice. Have you ever is heard? that is that a stereotype? You didn't know that, yeah. Like, I thought that was just our stereotype. Like you could, uh, you or could my stereotype. stomp on their foot, and then they apologize to you. Well, that stereotype is about to be shattered into a million icicles because this guy is anything but nice. So former pig farmer, Robert. You know, a story is going to go places when it starts with a pig farmer. (laughs) With former pig farmer. Yeah. Robert Willie Picton began his reign of terror on Canadian women back in the 1980s. And he continued his killing ways. Mm hmm. For over 20 years, evading police at every turn and leading investigators on the most expensive and complex manhunt in Canadian history. This is the story of the pig farmer killer. Robert William Picton was born in October of 1949, just outside of Vancouver, British Columbia. And just to give our American listeners some reference, that's uh, very close to Seattle, Washington. Now, that's where his parents kind of ran a pig farm for a long time. It had been in the family for generations, it sounds like. And it was a pig farm that would eventually become a slaughterhouse for human beings. Willie had two siblings, a younger brother and a sister. Now, his sister was sent to live with relatives shortly after she was born because the parents thought that the pig farm was no place to raise a girl, which Mm -hmm. is kind of weird. It's like, okay, you have a kid. Oh, it's a girl. Let's send it somewhere else just because we live on a pig farm. I don't know. But like his mom... She was lived, there, but mm-hmm. she was okay to be on the pig farm? Apparently. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't get it. Mm-hmm. But his mom is quite the character, and you'll find out. So the farm was a pretty dirty place. Like, pigs were running in and out of the house all the time. The, the kids didn't bathe very often, and their mom was allegedly very abusive, both emotionally and physically as well. By the time Willie and his brother began school... They almost immediately gained a notorious reputation as the kids that no kids wanted to talk to, play with, or even sit by. Why? Because of how bad they smelled. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. And it was really unfortunate. It's not like that they were in charge of what 
clothes they wore or their hygiene or anything like that at that age. Right. Yeah. And clearly their mom and dad didn't give a shit. So eventually the kids, well, eventually kids started teasing Willie and, and calling him names like Stinky Piggy. That was his nickname in his early years. I know that this is going down like we're eventually going to get to some murder mm-hmm. and all of that. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. Like we feel bad for the child, not the killer. But like, right. that's super sad. That's such a mean nickname. Well, and kids it, are assholes. And so many of these cases that you and I have covered already, it goes back to their upbringing. It goes back to their parents. Yeah, a lot of it does. So many times their parents didn't make the right choices. And that's why the kids ended up in the situation they were in. Yeah. So it was found out pretty quickly during his tenure at school that he had a learning disability and he was put in special education classes. Now, Willie and his brother hated school so much that quite often they would actually sneak out of class in the morning run home and hide underneath their beds until it was time to, you know, be home for the day so they could fool their mom and dad. One thing that Willie was... Why would they skip school and go home? Well, because the kids were so terrible to them. Because... No, I but I mean, like, if you're going to skip school, why not go tear up the town or something? Like, why are you going home and hiding under the bed? Maybe that was just their safe place. Maybe. That's where they felt the safest or something. But one thing Willie was good at, though, was pig farming. Mm-hmm. And since he didn't have any friends and he wasn't really interested in school, he kind of threw himself into it. He took care of the livestock. He had some pets. And he was really just interested in everything that was pig farming and livestock farming. He was also good at slaughtering animals, so much so that by the age of 14, he actually dropped out of school to work with a butcher full time. So he's in this butcher shop, and that's where he really learned the ins and outs of how to kind of saw through muscle and bone and the proper way to cut almost any kind of animal. One day, Willie's younger brother, Dave, who had just turned 16 and got his driver's license, was out driving the family's truck somewhere on an errand or something of that sort when he accidentally hit a little boy who was walking down the gravel road by himself. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Dave races back home. He tells his mom what happened. And this fucking lady, Emily... She tells Willie and his brother to take the truck back into the barn and fix it up as best as they can, right? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, she finds this little boy who is still clinging to life at this point. And you know what she does? Does she kill him? She rolls him into a shallow pond across the road where he drowns. Bitch. I mean, that is just... Another level of fucked up. 
And sadly, even though the police in the area kind of had some sort of suspicions as to how the boy died, it was ruled an accident. Yeah. And that was that. But I'm telling you this little side story here to kind of show where Willie likely got some of those tendencies that he would later be infamous for. And those tendencies came from his mom. Well, yeah, she literally killed a child Mm -hmm. to cover up a hit and run. And Willie knew about it. So when he turned 21, he decided to actually leave that butcher shop he had been working for for a number of years. And he went back to working on his parents' farm full time. Now, I'm not sure if maybe his parents were getting older and maybe they needed the help Mm -hmm. or if he had just had enough with the butcher's shop and he didn't want to be an apprentice anymore. Whatever it was, he was back home tending to the pigs and he also apparently would buy extra pigs just to slaughter them and dissect them for fun, which does not sound like fun to me. No. But I guess fun is subjective. Yeah. I mean, like the morbid curiosity part of me is like, cool, I'll cut something open and see what it looks like on the inside. But like, I would rather maybe like watch a YouTube video than do it myself. Yeah. I just, I like living things too much. So since he was killing so many pigs... The local animal waste disposal center in Vancouver, right nearby, they got used to seeing him pretty consistently. He was coming and going quite often. He would drop off barrels of waste and then the plant would in turn render it into other products, which make other things. I mean, that's that's kind of how it works. A lot of people Mm -hmm. don't realize that. And I don't even want to think about it very much, but that's kind of what goes on. So while he was in the big city, Willie would often visit some of the seedier parts of town where he would go searching for prostitutes. Now, this probably isn't very surprising since, let's face it, he didn't know very many ladies growing up. He dropped out of school at 14, and yet he's still a man in his early 20s. And yeah. You know, he has those needs, those urges, and he would hit up bars in the area looking to find whatever companionship he could find in sex as well, which, I mean, let's face it, he wasn't going to find those things anywhere else in his life. So that's where he was looking for them. Right. In fact, he became a regular at one of the shadier bars in town in the downtown area called the Astoria, Mm. where for the first time in his life, he felt like people wanted him around. The men kind of treated him as an equal and the women, they thought he was nice. Was he showering regularly at this point? I actually was looking that up and I couldn't find any information on it, Emily, because I was wondering the same thing. I'm assuming he bathed more than he did when he was a kid. And, The ladies thought he was nice. They offered him sexual favors and he helped him out with other things as well. And he started. Yeah, exactly. Bacon. He would bring (laughs) bacon to him, literally. Um, But he would visit the area on a regular basis. 
at this point. And eventually he kind of became bored with just having sex with the prostitutes. He wanted more stimulation. He wanted to kind of raise the stakes a little bit. And with his background as a butcher, the poor women on the streets of Vancouver were about to be carved up at a staggering rate. By 1978, Willie's father had died and his mom was terminally ill. Now, he would nurse her, look after her, feed her, even change her diapers. And even even though his mother wasn't exactly mother of the year, as we had discussed, that kind of bond that a child has with his mother is really unlike anything else in your life. And... When she died that April and the farm went to him, that's kind of when Willie began to change dramatically. Now, he starts bringing women over to the farm, paying them in money and drugs to help out around the place, do some chores. His hope was that one of these women would kind of take a liking to him, maybe have have sex with him. But, of course, that never happened. Now, one night, while driving through downtown Vancouver, Willie picked up a 14-year-old girl. She was a runaway. And things almost immediately went violent. So he attacked the girl with a knife and raped her. Then he threw her out into a parking lot. (gasps) A parking lot? Yeah, and just left her there. And it sounds like the girl went to police, but nobody ever found out that it was Willie who did it. This lifestyle of Willie's would kind of go on for years and years. He was a pig farmer by day and a sinister prostitute rapist by night, essentially. Yeah. In 1994, Willie and his brother sold the north end of their farm for almost $2 million. Wow. So that made him a high roller. Yeah. They decided you can to turn for a part lot of-, of sex with $2 million. Mm-hmm. I imagine you can. And they decided to turn part of their property into a social club. They called it Piggy's Place. And they would have parties there, bands would come by, you name it. And Willie himself would bring prostitutes to the parties and take them to his trailer afterwards. Now, it was... they need a bumper shoot because he was just making it rain? (laughs) It was one of these prostitutes, her name was Wendy, that Willie took home after one of these parties. And he tried to handcuff her while they were having sex and obviously she didn't like that and she broke free at which point he kind of flipped out now she ran into the kitchen 
she happened to find a knife. Uh-huh. He stabbed her, but she also stabbed him back into the stomach. Good for her. So badly that he had to go to the local emergency room. But thank God she was able to get away. Now, Willie was charged with assault in the matter, but that was about it. Mainly because when it came to the trial, she was too afraid to go there and testify. She didn't even show up. Oh. And because of that, the case. Like right. why you would not want to be there, but. Uh. Yeah, she didn't want to be around it anymore. Yeah. She didn't want to see him. And because of that, though, the case was dropped. Right. So he goes back to the farm, back to his routine and back to his seedy ways. Shortly thereafter, he picked up a heroin addict named Marnie. He picked her up, said he was going to agree to buy her drugs and she would have sex with them for the drugs. And after having sex in his trailer, he brutally attacked Marnie. And sadly, she was never seen or heard from again. And Emily. So is this his first real murder then? On record? Yes. Okay. But probably not. And it's also oh. it's also theorized that he took her remains. Remember that animal waste center I was telling you about? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So there's a there's, oh. there's a good chance that her and many, many more of his victims were turned into all kinds of things at that animal waste center. And we'll get back to that. Uh, I don't. It's like that. pretty disgusting to think about. Now, serial killers often have to kind of escalate things to get a thrill. Right. We've seen this time and time again. They have to up the ante, and that's just what Willie began to do. He started off by having sex with these prostitutes and drug addicts. And then he would handcuff them and rape them. But the cop, the power kind of overtook him. And in a two year stretch, 20 more women went missing off of Vancouver's streets. 20. And the, yeah. And then the next year, nine more women after that went missing. And sadly, police, they still weren't suspecting foul play. Or that maybe there's a fucking serial killer on the loose lurking in downtown Vancouver. Because why? Because they were all prostitutes? Exactly. Oh, prostitutes. You know how they are. They just uh, show up and they're going through all kinds of nefarious things. We can't trust that that's uh, the workings of a serial killer. That was kind of their motto at the time. It's kind of still how it goes. What's that phenomenon called? The less, mm -hmm. less than dead? Less dead yeah. thing where yeah. people just don't care as much when it's an addict or a prostitute or any type of sex yeah. worker. Right. Yeah. Anybody that's kind of on the low end of the totem pole there. Yeah. And police kind of had a hard time investigating the case because many of the cases there wasn't a body. And even though many of the missing women's family members were filing reports with the department at the time, they they still didn't have much to go on, they said. 
And no one thought, hmm, maybe we should look at this guy who's out at a pig farm and was yeah. previously charged with trying to almost murder a prostitute. You would think, but the uh, dots hadn't been connected yet. And That's because they're, they're men and they're stupid. I agree. As a man, <laughs> I, I definitely agree. <laughs> The women, though, the women who were working the streets, they knew that they had to keep their guard up. They knew that there was somebody out there to get them. Yeah. And they were taking extra precautions at that moment. Doing like a buddy system type thing. Mm -hmm. As much as they could. Two for one special. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I have so much respect for girls that are ladies of the night because it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Even today. Well, it always has been for them. Yeah. It's not an easy profession to have. No. And it's, I know, I realize it's not something a lot of people go into thinking like, Oh, I'm going to be a prostitute. Like there's usually right. several other factors surrounding how they get into that line of work. But still like, guess what though? If it were regulated, right. If it if it were controlled, look at Las Vegas. I mean, look at Nevada. Look at some places in Europe and stuff. You don't see uh, these murders happen and stuff like this in places where they legalize it. I know. I still don't understand why it's not more widely legalized, especially in the United States. Yeah. Like. It would probably help a lot of things. Like yeah. why like why is filming porn fine? But like you can't essentially do the same thing in like the privacy of your own home or like a hotel room. Right. It doesn't that's a that's a topic for another day because I could true. go on. No, I agree with you. I one hundred percent agree. So somehow Willie was still able to kind of be under that guise of being a nice guy. Mm-hmm. So women still went with him and he paid good money too. So they liked that. And he, it's not like he was killing every woman that he was with. Right. So they weren't catching on to it being him. And he was even friends with a number of them, which kind of helped his cover as well. Yeah. And one of those friends was Lynn Ellingson. And she went to Willie's trailer. She spent a couple weeks there, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. She was a drug addict and he gave her the drugs and she just kind of went on a binge for a few weeks in his trailer. And after one night of partying, she fell asleep. She awoke later to some loud sounds coming from a nearby barn, which was the slaughterhouse. So she got up and went to investigate. She found a woman's body (sighs) when she kind of creeped through the barn and looked into it. The body was dangling from the chains and its (gasps) its limbs were severed. No. 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 So she, of course, freaked the fuck out. Yeah. Left the farm, 
And surprisingly, though, Willie didn't go after her. Now, people have theorized that the reason he didn't go after her is because they were friends, because he had an emotional bond with her and the women that he was killing. He didn't have that emotional bond with. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, though, she never went to police. What? I know. I know. But we'll get to her again a little bit later. All right. I hope you're going to redeem yourself here, lady. Yeah, we'll find out. So now we get to January of 2001. 62 women were missing. from 62. Yeah, they were missing from Vancouver's streets. And the local police finally decided it was it was time to get their asses in gear and start looking for a potential serial killer. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Shocker. I mean, it took you long enough. But they what start- year is this? 2001. Yeah. Oh, we're already at 2001? Yeah, it had been going on for a long time at this point. Shit. And the police started putting up reward posters offering $100,000 for information on the potential killer. And sure enough, they got several calls about a pig farmer who lived east of the city. Oh. So the investigation is kind of dragging on. Willie is still continuing his killing ways. He murders three more women in the next few months. But finally, in February of 2002... That's when the investigation gets its really big break. Yeah. What happened? So Bill Hiscox, he was a truck driver, and sometimes he worked on the farm. Mm -hmm. And he informed police that he saw large amounts of illegal weapons on Willie's property. So that raised their eyebrows. Police got a warrant, and not only did they find the weapons, but they also found the remains of several of Willie's victims. Some of them were actually found in buckets in the pig freezer. Oh, but just just buckets, like an ice cream pail. Basically, yeah. What the fuck? Brains. Pieces of their skull, pieces of their torso. He would just put those in buckets in the freezer. And, of course, investigators, they go hard at Willie at this point. They So he's in the, the local jail, right? Mm-hmm. And the, As he should be. And then it gets alerted to the Canadian media they descend on his place in droves and they're all over everywhere. The police find blood of one of the victims inside a camper on his property. And they look behind the camper. They find a trash can and find her decaying brains inside of it. Did you know that apparently... If you just took someone's brain out of their head, it would like kind of fall apart like kinetic sand almost. 
because it's so like it's not very stable solid yeah so like anytime you see someone like handling a brain it's had shit injected in it Ah. i learned that on tiktok okay so at this point willie is in the local jail and investigators are coming at him hard they're in the interrogation room and he's denying everything. Idiot. <laughs> Which is just insane to me. He even is like How who 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 are you going to blame, <laughs> Willie? How did all of those bodies get in your freezer? Right. In your camper. I don't know nothing about it, he said. He even put his legs up on the chair. And was smiling, put his hands back behind his head. He's having a good time evading their questions. Then, and Emily, we've seen this before. I hate him. If you go way back to our podcast, episode six, Pedro Lopez, the monster of the Andes. Remember that one? Mm -hmm. So remember with Pedro... What they did when he was denying everything, what did they do? They put an undercover investigator inside the cell with him. Mm -hmm. That's what they did in this case as well. Good. And sure enough, just like what Pedro Lopez did, he brags to the cop that he had been murdering all these women and even that he had been taking their remains out to the animal waste facility. Dumbass. Guys can't help it. They have to brag. Yeah. And so the the public was freaked out at this time, too. Not only was the public shocked about the sheer number of victims, but they were also horrified when the Canadian Public Health Ministry, Emily, announced that some of the remains of Willie's victims may have gotten into the pork supply. Hmm. So there's no. so people quite possibly could have eaten. No. Inadvertently. No. Some of the, No. I know. I need you to stop right there. Isn't that fucked up? I r- realized this happened more than 20 years ago. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's 2021. I know math. No, I'm not. No more bacon for me. No more pork jobs. No more hot dogs. I don't like hot dogs anyway, but none for me. Are you are you going vegan now? Is this the moment where Emily goes vegan? No, because it sounds to me like chicken was safe. Yeah, but what if there's a chicken murderer out Shut there? Shut up. <laughs> I mean, there, you know, there could there could be a cow murderer, a cow farm murderer. He did have a few cows on his farm. Just saying. Gross. Anyway, not surprisingly, the trial didn't go as smooth as you might think. You would think that this would this case would be cut and dry, right? Right. No, it wasn't. The first trial began in January of first. 20- there was yeah. multiple. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. Oh, and I'm not going gonna get into the weeds of it here, but the first trial was in January of 20 uh 2007 where Willie pleaded not guilty to killing six of the victims. Okay. One of those to testify was none other than Lynn Ellingson. <gasps> Remember her? I do. Well, yeah, she was the woman who saw the body of a girl dangling from the chains in the barn. Well, unfortunately for her, the defense went after her super hard. Yeah. And they said she was a drug addict. She wasn't credible. She had been living on the streets for years. Is this really who you're going to hinge your case upon? Did they come after her for not reporting it, too? That, too. Yeah. They said, if it was such an issue, why didn't you report it? And basically, her testimony was not looked upon favorably for the jury. Hmm. And when the verdict finally came in for this first trial, the jury shockingly, shockingly found Willie not guilty of first degree murder on all counts, all counts. What? However, they did find him guilty of second degree murder in six counts. But still, how is this guy not guilty of first degree murder? Boggles my fucking mind. Well, it's kind of like how is Casey Anthony just living her life? She still is, too. The justice system is not perfect. At least he got a conviction. He did. And he got the maximum of 25 years in prison mm-hmm. for the conviction. And I'm not sure how things go in Canada, but the judge decided to overrule this. And life without he parole. Life without parole. Yes. Go judge. Now, the appeals took it all the way to the Canadian Supreme Court. Mm-hmm where they just dismissed the case in 2010. And Robert Willie Picton is currently still alive, and he's serving out his life sentence in a facility in Quebec, Canada, and is 72 years old. And that's the case of Robert Willie Picton, the crazy pig farmer killer. I don't like him at all. I agree. However, Emily, there is a lot to like about Canada. And I have some special Canadian jokes for you. Oh, all right. Here we go. What do you mean? All right. <laughs> are, are you not expecting greatness here? Mm-hmm. What has antlers and sucks blood? Any guesses? No. A mosquito. Stupid. Why is maple syrup always so sad? Hmm? Um, I don't know. Because it's so sappy. God damn it. Okay. Uh, why are Canadian students so smart? Because they always get an A. Yes. Good job. Yes. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> they always get an A. Eh? 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 
Okay, um, Emily, you know you live in Canada if someone in a Home Depot offers you assistance and they don't even work there because everybody's so nice. You know you live in Canada if... Oh, I thought this was multiple choice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, you know you live in Canada if... You've switched from heat to AC in the same day and back again. I think Minnesota can do that, too. I did that this year. (laughs) And finally, you know you live in Canada if you install security lights on your house and garage, but still leave both of them unlocked. Fair. And that's that's Canada in a nutshell. We love you, Canada. Thanks, Canada. My neighbor to the north. We have quite a few listeners in Canada. We do. And apparently they like Tim Hortons up there. So if any of you want to send us a Tim Hortons gift card, something like that, I would be happy to travel up to the Great Dominion of the North and check it out. Because I've heard, Emily, that that's like the Starbucks of Canada. Have you heard of Tim Hortons? We need to. We need to go there. Yes. And we also need to update people on our social media accounts. Yeah, we can do that on Twitter, Unnatural the Pod, Instagram, Unnatural the Podcast. We have a Facebook page, Unnatural, a true crime podcast. You can always send us an email, unnaturalthepodcast at gmail.com. And if you also would be so inclined, to support the show, you can join our Patreon page where you will get ad-free episodes, bonus content, and more. That is patreon.com slash unnaturalthepod. And as always, be sure to rate, subscribe, follow, and share us with your friends. Booyah! Emily, what are we doing next week? Next week. Dun, dun, dun. We will be staying in Minnesota, also known as South Canada, to talk about the disappearance of Hang Lee. Hang Lee. I think I've heard of that one. Yeah, so that's what we have for next week. Make good choices. And don't get got. Talk to you next week. Bye. antlers and sucks but and well, i'm sorry let me start this over did you just say what has antlers and sucks buttholes i almost said butt <laughs> i like living things too much and do you watch that anatomy guy on tiktok Mm-mm. he like works with human cadavers and like nope 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 no it's really cool he did a video on the about the um in the like you got to see the brain Ugh. <laughs> so cool don't
Don't you want to know what you look like underneath your skin? I don't even want to know what I look like outside of my skin. Well, that's stupid. (laughs) If the outside of me looks like this, I I can't imagine what the inside of me looks like. Um, I can show you. You can show me what the inside of me looks like?